Minority Retort on X-Ray FM. X-Ray FM. Minority Retort with Jason Lamb. Hey, everybody. It's time for another edition of Minority Retort. My name is Jason Lamb, and I'm a co-host and co-producer of Minority Retort, the comedy show, which uses all black and brown comedians. It's hosted by myself, Julia Ramos, and a now-rotating cast of black and brown comedic characters that you can normally see at the Siren Theater. And then, fingers crossed, you'll be able to see sometime again in the near future. But here on this show, we don't just talk to comedians and talk about comedy. We also talk to other talented, creative, and thoughtful black and brown people we're doing big things in the community and the world at large. And that brings me to today's guest. And at the risk of sounding like one of those morning radio show hosts that I can't stand, um, <laughs> I think it's fair to say that today's guest, you know, brings a lot of sunshine, a lot of joy to people's lives. And that's what a lot of us can use right now, no matter what your <laughs> political affiliations are or anything of that nature. We could just use a smile. And I thought we might be able to get that from today's guest, who was recognized by the Portland Rose Festival as Entertainer of the Year in 2014. And in 2015, she was awarded Clown of the Year. And we're going to talk to her all about her life as a clown and all the great work that she does in the community. It's a pleasure to welcome to the show, Nikki Brown Clown. Nikki, how are you? Hey, I'm good. How are you feeling? <laughs> how am I feeling? <laughs> well, how are you feeling on this fine day? <laughs> well, uh, Nikki, I gotta tell you, I'm feeling fine right now. <laughs> but that's because I'm talking to you. <laughs> but that's subject to change in any moment. <laughs> well, let's see if we can right. keep it going, Nikki. Um, right. So, how are you? <laughs> I am doing good. You know, the world is a circus. <laughs> <laughs> Well put, and who better to, to talk about that circus than than uh, than you as uh, as Nikki the Brown Nikki Brown Clown? Um, mm -hmm. So I mean, let's just get right into it. And I, the first question I have is obviously pretty basic, but uh, how and why did you decide to become a clown? Oh my gosh! Yes, and my mom is still asking me the same thing. <laughs> like, why? <laughs> <laughs> like, what are you doing? Um, for the most part, I um, have a background in early childhood education. Uh, shout out to those teachers in early childhood, um, but it doesn't pay a whole lot. <laughs> <laughs> um, but anyways, I have an early childhood education background. And I also, um, one of my last jobs before I became a clown was an outreach worker uh, for Monoma County. And, you know, folks just aren't interested in when they're, um, coming to a celebration like Good in the Hood or Juneteenth. They're just not interested in stopping by a government agency sponsored booth to get information on how to get a free lunch in the park. So um, I pretty much pitched to um, my bosses that, you know, I have this clown character and it really took off. But for the most part, I was asked by my aunt, uh, my late aunt, uh, shout out to her um, and may she rest well, Doris Rush who um, head up the Juneteenth for many years, Juneteenth, Oregon, um, that is, and it still carries on by my cousin, Janelle. Um, and I was asked to bring a little light because, um, you know, Juneteenth is not really necessarily the most happiest, joyous time when you get into why we had to have a Juneteenth, but it really is a celebration. 
And so they just kind of needed something to balance out. And so I became that light in 2011. And I thought I could just go to maybe like in the hood and then just go um, to Juneteenth. And folks started just coming up to me. Can you do my child's birthday? Can you come to this appearance? Can you come do the library? But because I was technically at the time a Multnomah County employee, it was a conflict of interest for me to come and do library gigs. So I had to make a choice, you know? And I saw a need, honestly, though. It was bigger than parades, way bigger. I saw something bigger than parades. I saw the responsibility. And I said, you know, I think somebody should do, that, do something about that. And that's when I said, somebody needs to encourage the babies to dream bigger and get these literacy scores up. So you said, though, a moment ago that you had this clown character. Um, so this is something you thought about and, and pursued on some level before. Where, where did your interest in, in, in clowns kind of come from? Well, you know what? I'm glad that you got into that, Jason, because I started to think as I started to get on a roll that I was like, really? It really became what my girlfriend about 16, 17 years ago her her baby she's having first or second birthday party i don't remember she called me crying oh my my the clown canceled on me the clown canceled on me i'm having a circus theme this is so ruined and i said oh girl no problem i'll show up i got a wig or something i'll, I'll show up and i showed up and i was a hit and this is back in the day i think I don't, don't ask why I had a pink wig, okay? Don't, don't worry about all that, okay? <laughs> I think it was little Kim Harris. I used to wear it to the club. That, that's not it, Jason. Don't worry about that. But I had a wig. I had some baby fat jeans. Oh, I was tore up. This was, this was an urban clown, okay? I had a baby fat jeans. That was in back then. Some polka dot socks, some, some pink pumps, and the pink wig. And I showed up at that party and I face painted with some toxic paint. Oh, I was tore up, okay? This is 17 years ago, don't judge me, okay? And they loved me. But the problem was, is after I got done, I had to go to my grandmother's house for the annual block party on Mallory in North, Northeast Portland. Okay. And I thought, oh, I'll just show up at the block party and change at grandma's house. Well, you know, when you go to the block party, you don't pull up to the house you actually have to, you know, go down a couple of blocks and the fire department was there. And I started walking up to the house and the children on the block, you know, I'm in Northeast Portland, and oh, clown. So I started getting help. I started, you know, face painting and doing all kinds of stuff. And I mean, it went crazy. And my aunt was like, oh my gosh, you have it. But I just didn't feel it at that time. I was working at early, I was working as an educator and I was like, ah, no, this isn't gonna make any money. But so years later, I mean, to come, she asked me for Juneteenth. She begged me, can you bring that character? I need that energy. And that's when I went to, um, I think it's Rerun. It used to be Mrs. C's. Okay. I know that Mrs. wig. I got me, a, I went down, I went down there and found me a costume. And I went down to one of the wig shops and I went to go find a red wig, but all they had was green. And that became my signature look. And that was it. And I started going out for Juneteenth. So it was, it was really that one first birthday party that kind of sparked that really. Yeah. Yeah. And it, you know, it says on your website, you know, that you, during that Juneteenth event, 
back in 2011, you became the first black clown in Portland, uh, which I, <laughs> which I have no reason to dispute that the truth of that, believe me. <laughs> yeah. Um, it makes total sense. But then how do you think you made, or how was it that you made the leap? And I'm sure it wasn't a very uh, far leap to, to make to, you know, expand on what you had done and, and, and kind of do some of the things that you're doing now in the community. Yeah, um, it wasn't an easy leap. You know, it started off that I would work my job Monday through Friday at Monoma County. And then on the weekends, I would just do birthday parties. And um, at, at those birthday parties, that's how I was able to learn more about my families, right? And I learned that I was a different performer. And it was more than just me coming and painting the faces and dancing. So I bring my little boom box. Um, but the families wanted more. They wanted more. They wanted more. And one of the epiphanies that I had was that I really couldn't give them more. Because how many times are you going to invite a clown to your house for a birthday party? You, you know, maybe you have it once a year and then you move on and you grow up and you have a, a Power Ranger birthday party or something else. Um, but I also noticed that the children, after I got them all riled up dancing, they wanted me to read a story to them. And they were really just intent in studying me. They wanted to learn more about me. Um, but then I, I, one of the moments that I had was when one parent explained to me that she had told her child that she had to pick between getting a gift or having Nikki Brown clown at her party. And that kind of made me sad. And when you go to a birthday party, you're boxed in. You got to serve those children and then it's hard to break away. And I hate that, like I'm only here for an hour and that's it. But when you go to the good in the hood, it's like two days. You get the parade and, you know, you can really kind of move around and you talk to everybody. So that's when I realized that I wanted to serve. So by getting the corporations to, you know, buy in and the nonprofits to, um, and I started to study and started to look about the um, cultural disparities and the, um, and the diversity that needed to, to represent our events. And that's when I realized that I needed to hone in a little bit closer into that instead of, so I, I started to move away from birthday parties. I still do the parades when we have and when the world is open. Um, but I realized, I started to realize that there's a lot of nonprofits and educators who are willing to pay, and in, they're not even about pay, but about invest in diverse, um, not, I call it, um, somebody told me they, they described me as an educator. So it's an entertainer and an educator. Uh. Yes, of course. Yes. So, I, I mean, I didn't coin that, but I think Royal Harris gave me that from um, Healthy Birth Initiatives. And I really love that because that's what it really is, is that the encounter uh, with me at an event is you're going to get entertained, but you're going to walk away with a, you know, with a little lesson. And, you know, some of the work that you do in the community is, is surrounding um, literacy uh, among the Black community and, and, and promoting literacy to, to black children. And I, I wanted to talk to you about how you came to that and what specifically do you do with that? You mentioned story time and, and, and things like that you've, you've done, but um, kind of what is it that made you um, go that avenue and, and what specifically do you do, you do to, to help promote literacy? Well, um, after one, in between the downtimes, I mean, you know, you can only do birthday parties on the weekend, right? So on a Tuesday, when I lived in Portland, um, where the, what was it called? The Reflections, the Historically Black 
uh, coffee shop and bookstore. Um, it was owned by Happy Cup. So soon after Reflections left, um, I saw an opportunity where um, Black folks had decided they were going to boycott this new space. And um, I saw an opportunity to bridge the two communities together. And I lived around the corner from it. And I decided I needed to do something with my time until the weekends when I was hired for stuff. So I started doing free story times. And there were the maybe five children on the first Tuesday, one of them being my grandbaby. Uh, that was rough. Um, then the next Tuesday, I thought I was going to do it for a month. And then before I knew it, um, there was buses of children coming in from like Albina Head Start. They started coming in from the mom and pop, um, you know, the black owned uh, daycare lady, right. you know, I mean, the educators. And they were like, this is the best programming. There isn't, there isn't, um, at the time, there wasn't a specifically black story time. And at those black, at those story times, I started to um, link up with black authors and highlight them. So I was reading material that was written in Portland, Oregon by authors, just so, you know, just out of respect. And so there was that cross pollination and then educators would say, oh, well, okay, I like that book. And they would buy from that. And so we would have those authors. And then because that um, reflections or that, that coffee shop at the time is connected to uh, the Portland Police Department. They would come in and get their coffee and then the police chief would come in and say hi and businessmen, black businessmen in suits. So we had, um, that's when I was like, whoa, wait a minute. I have a captive audience. So it went from five to 15 to 25 to 50 in a coffee shop. Wow. And I was like, wow, I got something here. I got something here. Yeah. And that's when I got the attention of Multnomah County. And they asked me to uh, partner with them and come in and do the story times um, at different branches there. So, um, and of course, now with the way life is now, those are virtual now. But I used to go and visit different branches. And that's when I said, oh, this is it. Everybody... Everybody has a birthday, but not everybody celebrates a birthday. And not everybody wants to invest in a birthday. But everybody has a need to learn how to read. And everybody wants to have a good time and dance. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And, and, and maybe now more than ever. Um, and, you know, well, you mentioned uh, the story time kind of, you know, being closed down basically because of, uh, because of COVID, obviously. Um, but you've been doing virtual events. Um, so how does that, how does that work? Do you, do you send out like a zoom to, you know, parents and they can like, they gather their kids for the story time and, and are the kids, <laughs> I mean, how do the kids respond to, uh, oh, the virtual yeah. story time with Nikki Brown clown? Well, the great part is that that's an opportunity for the community to invest um, to reinvest into the community. So I have partners um, like Monomah County um, and um, EOCF, um, a, a large, one of the largest, um, uh, was it um, Southwest Washington um, early like learning um, centers and then uh, Friends of Baseball. Um, they wanted to celebrate um, the Negro, 100 Negro League. And so I did a special story time. They donated the books. And so, you know, there's, um, there's a lot of folks out here who are invested in this content. So they, these partners, um, they have their Zoom 
and um, they reach out um, using their platforms and inviting and create a whole event. And so the library is creating an event and I share on social media. So I have a strong presence on social media. And so I'm able to share that information and get those links out to those families um, with zany posts, um, daily posts, weekly posts, <laughs> um, telling them where they can find me. And now with my website, I can, you know, they can go there and check it out and find out where I'm going to be at. Gotcha. Um, and some of the other work that you do uh, in the community is surrounding uh, the promotion of healthy eating and, and cooking uh, in the black community. I wanted to know where, where that came from for you. Um, well, um, <clears throat> at the same time that I started clowning, I um, am a me member of the Nation of Islam. And um, I had learned um, through the study of the um, book one and two, how to eat to live. And um, one of the things that um, I was instructed, um, you know, by the Honorable Elijah Muhammad was to eat healthy. And I noticed that the book was definitely, I mean, you know, it, it, he, it, was, it was geared to adults. And I thought, how can I, how can I push that message um, onto kids? And I wanted to have a strong message, whether it's literacy, but healthy eating. And so when I first started to become a clown, um, I started to go in the community. When I wasn't the clown, I would volunteer at the Salvation Army um, and invite kids to a cooking class. And the Salvation Army allowed me to um, use their facility. So I had to use the food bank food and just cook basic stuff. They had flour, butter, and water, ice water. So I taught up to 25 students, black, um, excuse me, uh, boys and girls, these are black students. Um, and it was in the summertime and I just taught them how to make pie crust. And then any food that was available, fresh vegetables, whether it was, um, sometimes we took walks to find blackberries. That's what I love about Oregon. You find fresh blackberries, fruit trees, and we would make, I showed them how to make anything from quiche. Cause you know, pie crust, you can just fill it with fruit or eggs. And that's the kind of stuff that you would find at a, um, at a food bank. And so I wanted to open it up that these um, communities of color um, who were in a situation they may have been eating from this food box to show their parents how to use food out of a food box because um, I don't really talk about it, but as a mother of three, um, at one point in time, that was just my reality mm. is cooking food out of a food box. Mm. And you get this box and you're like, what am I supposed to do with this? <laughs> So you teach the kids, you teach the family. Wow. Yeah, that, that's amazing. And uh, so thank you so much for, for doing that and sharing that with us today. Um, and so you mentioned that you are, are Muslim. I'm like I'm brother. Well, and to you. But I have to ask, I mean, to your knowledge, are you the only Muslim clown in, in America? Well, I am not. Um, I used to be. I, I trained another clown. Um, she's in her 20s now. And she lives on the East Coast. And her name is Kiki Red. I trained her myself. And she is now on the East Coast. And um, she, she serves the, um, the citizens of the, um, and the children of the Nation of Islam. I used to attend an annual event, her and I together, the beautiful um, Minister Farrakhan, his wife, Mother Khadijah Farrakhan, they, during this annual black event that they have called Savior's Day, they would have a children's village. And I saw the need in that, like, um, you know, it's a three-day event where folks are coming and shopping and taking courses, but Mother Khadijah had a vision that, what are we gonna do with the babies? And so, you know, there's, um, 
they have a talent show where all the children come and this is like black excellence, black ballerinas, black karate. I mean, these children are, I mean, they're beautiful. They sing, they perform. Um, and so um, I was at first, I was scared to let folks know that I was a clown because it just was like, wait a minute, hold on, how does that work? But um, when I came forth and I got the permission from Mother Khadijah, she said, oh, absolutely, you fit in. And so I trained the younger um, um, sister, Sister Markeisha Muhammad, um, and her name is uh, Kiki Red. That's her thing. So I just love that. I see her. You can follow her on Instagram. That's and fantastic. so I think it might just be, uh, no, and then I think there's Kimberly Muhammad. Kimberly Muhammad is a, is a Muslim clown, and she's with the Nation of Islam as well. Big shout out to her and her husband. I cannot think of her husband's name, but. Um, but for the most part, I think I'm getting it in Portland, though. I'd say that's almost a certainty. Um, yes. <laughs> uh, unfortunately, that may be. Um, and so, you know, I, I, I have to ask. Um, mm -hmm. I personally don't understand this myself, but I just have hear, heard it more and more. I, I think maybe over the past 30 years or so, it's become more and more of a thing. But people talking about how they're scared of clowns. And I, oh I, I've never been scared of clowns, <laughs> but a, a lot of people are. And I just wanted to—I just wanted to know, like, how you how you feel about that, and have you ever been faced with like kids that are scared of clowns or adults, I guess, uh, oh, who are scared yeah. of clowns? And what do you do to make people comfortable? Kids, especially, though. Oh, oh absolutely. I mean, I spoke to this. You remember they had that crazy um, frenzy. Um, I talked to the New York Times about this, and. Um, you know, I just realized that it's about the fact that folks don't know what you're going to do. They don't have an expectation of a clown. So you don't know what they're going to do. So it's just like when you meet some, a, a new person, you're, you're kind of nervous. Um, even I, I'm, I'm fearful of dogs. And some people, they find that irrational. And it's more about, I don't know what the dog is going to do. You know, he's jumping around barking. But anyways, um, Unfortunately, in this society, we have taken something as innocent as a clown, and we have perversely moved it into a fear. Um, we've turned it into horror movies. We've um, turned it into um, describing our politicians. <laughs> um, it, it's just have, it just has a, a, a negative connotation. But what I've done is when I'm in person, um, I leave with a smile. And I, if I see somebody that's scared of me, I honor that. Okay, it's about consent. And um, also, I just, I, I, I see children, I see adults, and they'll run. And I, that's what I love about social media is that I'm able to display myself in a way that folks can get to know me. And then also kind of going back to me cooking in the neighborhood. See, when people knew that I was that woman without the makeup on, it made it easier when they saw me later on in the year at the Good in the Hood, because it's like, oh, I know you. And I, that's what it just boils down to it is that they, they're scared because they, they don't know who you are behind it. And there are some clowns that may play tricks on you. And that is a different genre. And I have respect for some of those creepy clowns or not, I shouldn't say creepy clowns, but there are clowns that they, they're Halloween clowns, you know, it or whatever. Yep. That's a whole different one, but that's not me. <laughs> <laughs> I, I usually joke around the babies. I'm like, baby, I don't want to take you home. <laughs> I'm not going to take you. <laughs> uh, and, you know, last question for you. And, you know, I mentioned it earlier in the, um, uh, in the show, but, you know, there's so much, 
agitation that, that that's happening now, and, and that, that's probably a, a mild way to put it, uh, that's going on in the country and the world right now. And, you know, people are just on edge and, and, and angry and, um, and depressed. Um, and I just, from, from your own personal standpoint, when you get out of bed in the morning, Ooh. And you, before you put on the clown makeup and, it, and adopt the Nikki Brown clown persona, is it harder for you to do it these days just simply because of what's going on in the world? I have to say that the human in me, in the very beginning of the pandemic, I'll use that because there's different times that stuff on. I've, I've experienced the world the same way. Um, obviously, um, I'm a Black woman first. Um, before I'm a clown. And so, yeah, I had, I had to take myself and remove myself when um, I saw the, you know, the, the killings of um, young men who, um, in fact, were the same age as my own son, who's 20, you know, three, 25 years old. Um, yeah, it does, does affect me. But what, but what moves me, pushes me through that is I realized that although I mourn for a 25-year-old slain young man, there's still a five-year-old, there's a five-year-old little boy who still wants to have that magic, that ribbon in the sky. And I want to offer that to mom and dad who are upset and watching the news. And I want to offer that little bit of a distraction and be that ribbon in the sky for folks. And so there's been times where I thought, oh no. And so I do get down, but then I think, okay, I have to remember that I'm a kid from the seventies and um, I grew up in Portland, one of the whitest cities, and I had a black um, kindergarten teacher, Mrs. Woods, who showed up for me and made it still magical, you know, and so I realized that, that there's a couple things that still need to happen in this world, regardless of what's going on. Babies still need that magic, um, black boys still need that joy, and black girls still need that magical moment in their life, and I, I, um, I wake up and think, how can I do that? How can I do that? Well, I got to tell you, I mean, I know this is not the emotion that you normally try to <laughs> evoke, but uh, you almost made me cry right there saying <laughs> that stuff. <laughs> no! Oh, <laughs> yeah, um, that was, you got me on that one. <laughs> but it is true. Yes, no, and, and I just thank you for that. And, and, and thank you for all the work you, you do in the community. I've been hearing a lot about you over the past few years and, uh, and I've been wanting to reach out to, to talk with you. And, um, and a pleasure to, to uh, very pleased to, to be able to have you on the show today. Um, so thank you for joining me. Uh, but before we go, what events do you want to let people know about? And, and if people want to get a hold of you, how can they do that on social media or website and et cetera? Absolutely. Um, I look forward to um, seeing um, all you beautiful people. Um, visit me on uh, www.nikkibrownclown.com. Um, there, you can go there and see all the events. Um, right now, um, every third Saturday, um, I'll be doing uh, Zoom, live Zoom, um, virtual story times for uh, Multnomah County, those are sponsored. And so, um, or you can join me this Saturday for the relaunch of my new website at NikkiBrownClown.com. So there you can leave me a message. Um, you can contact me directly or you can subscribe to my newsletter on NikkiBrownClown.com. Mm. A female Muslim clown in Portland. Life Woo! has got to be interesting <laughs> for you. 
Oh, absolutely. <laughs> it is. I, there's no place like home. <laughs> I love, if I don't love anything else, I love uh, the Black community of Portland and, and its allies. Um, Portland um, will not let me go. <laughs> Fantastic. And uh, I, I hope we never do. And I just want to thank you again for joining me on the show today. Uh, Nikki Brown Clown. We'll, we'll, we'll have to do this again. Thanks so much. Appreciate it. Thank you. Take care.